While we work at Microsoft, this podcast is independent of Microsoft and implies no warranty or guarantee of the products or services. We will not be sharing anything confidential, and we do not represent the opinion of Microsoft in any way. We are just two passionate guys that love what we do implementing Microsoft devices and services. Five, four, three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Device Pros Podcast. I'm Frank Pinto, and my co-host is Alfred Ojuku. This show is all about our experience as consultants implementing Microsoft solutions around the world. If you're already an IT pro or you're trying to get started, you've come to the right place. We will discuss tech success and failure in the show, resources, tips, tricks, and everything in between. You can find us at www.thedevicepros.com, on Twitter and Facebook as The Device Pros. Hold on to your surfaces. The episode is about to begin. Alfred, what's up, my man? Welcome to another amazing episode of The Device Pros. How are you doing this week? Doing great. I'm really excited you know, that we get a chance to talk to you again about some new, cool, awesome automation technologies. Yeah, it's exciting. I think, uh, so let, let's think now. What is this, episode 16 or 17? We're, we're getting uh, up there 16. Now. I think it's 16, because right. I saw 15 last time. Yeah, we're getting up there, man. we got episodes uh, coming out every which way. You know, what's cool is we've been getting some good feedback, which which is awesome. We've been get, uh, hearing from our, our listeners, so appreciate that, everybody. Keep it coming. Rock on. Um, so we're going to talk about something called the uh, PowerShell Deployment Toolkit, right? PDT? Yep, yep, PowerShell Deployment Toolkit. Well, you are the PDT master between us both, so tell me tell me a little bit about PDT. What, what is PDT and why should I care about it? Sure. So let's give some history background of why PDT matters and where it came from. I mean, many of you guys that are probably deployment guys and done some work with, you know, desktop deployments, OS deployments are fairly uh, somewhat familiar with what we consider hydration um, and obviously MDT and how we actually you know, create images through that process. Uh, it, it, when hydration and all the MDT tools were sort of available, things were running smoothly because you had a task sequence process that took advantage of automating the the deployment of the image using adding drivers, adding applications, all the way up to the point of deploying it to a pixie point and delivering it to the end system. It, that's all still great. That's great for desktops. But the question and we still is, use that, right? For servers, oh, we can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's okay. still used for servers, client. It's it's you know it's not something that you take out of your toolbox. It's really one of those tools that you always go back to whenever you need it. It's all up but, to date. Deploys Windows 8.1 update the whole thing. Exactly. There's still updates coming, and so hydration has gone up to what is it nine now, eight or nine? Um, it's it's pretty up there. It's 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 still something that we use internally, and I'm sure some people externally use some of it too. Uh, these partners do. So what happened? I, I think about two two years ago, two and a half years ago, a guy named Rob Willis and the uh, WSCC team they started developing a new tool. Um, it was an automation process that relied on PowerShell and PowerShell scripts. And uh, quickly, it, we, they realized that using that script, they could actually deploy a desk a, a solution, a desktop solution using those PowerShell scripts. And that's where PowerShell deployment tool toolkit came from. And I think I mentioned again. So the uh, Windows Server uh, WSCC team that basically uh, owned the process of creating <clears throat> the the solution that that you have now and um, the automation solution. 
Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> okay, so PDT steps in the PowerShell deployment toolkit, and what is that? Okay, so I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I'll just come right out with it. I I looked at PDT and I thought, well, shoot, I have tools that do this already. What's what's so cool about PDT? So PDT takes on a different life of its own, and that's why I kind of like it because um, it it's it's a a very methodical way of delivering a virtual desktop solution for private cloud to a Hyper-V host. So if you're doing work around data center virtualization, PDT is your best friend. Right. It takes something. You know, so let's say, let's just take System Center. You have a suite of solutions, about eight different um, uh, uh, applications within System Center: operations manager, configuration manager, orchestrator. All right, the suite. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, the 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 key thing that um, PowerShell Deployment Toolkit is it takes the step by step process that you would typically do with a a, an, a system center application and automates it so you can one specify the number of servers you're looking for, the number of re, um, the number of you know, memory, CPU utilization, storage type, differencing disk versus fixed disk, and it puts it into a PowerShell script. Um, and uh, you know I'm going to go through that in a second, but it basically gives you that ability to automate that process of going from a two week process of building your system center infrastructure to less than four hours. Wow. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. It really is. <laughs> um, being that I've, I, you know, I've gone on several projects now with WSC, uh, with um, with the PDT, it's been a lifesaver. And you know, just watching that process, you know, the, the learning curve at that point is once we get it customized, we can then repeat it if needed for another virtual machine infrastructure, or break down and tear it back up and build a whole new one without having to waste another two weeks. All right, so let's talk about <clears throat> let's talk about use cases really quick. So if I am an uh, end user, if I'm a Microsoft end user, customer, enterprise, once I put together a PDT script, once I have my PowerShell deployment toolkit script built up. I could use this regularly to build up and break down my uh, non-production environment over and over, same script, and just make slight tweaks as I go along. Is that right? Absolutely. You can. Hmm. That's and that's the intent is that you get a chance to sort of see what options you have with the script when you're building up uh, testing solutions in your proof of concept environment and uh, validating that it actually works. Nice. Okay. Um, and if we look at it from a partner perspective. Uh, if partners are utilizing the PDT, this could be really useful for them to have sort of a customized POC that they can stand up in their end, in their end user environment, right? So they could work on something offline, get this PDT script ready to roll, and they can uh, shape it so that it can do a specific kind of POC when they go see their customer to uh, to help them understand a particular technology or engagement, right? I tell you what, it's great for labs, it's great for partners, it's great for production, it's great whoa, all around. Whoa, whoa, Did you say it's great for production? Absolutely. Wow. Yes, this, okay. this is a production-ready solution, you know, because what you do is you test the, the process in your pilot in environment. We're <laughs> um, testing. Improve, yeah, no, proof, proof of concept environment. And then once you have it, you know, streamlined, all you're going to do is go into that same script it's, itself and maybe change some of the variables so that it has the right IP address or the right domain or the right PCs, right? Okay. It's, it's that customizable, and that's what makes it really cool. Sweet. All right. What it doesn't do is it doesn't 
um, automate the process of building your Hyper-V hosts. In other words, creating your network switches, uh, making, making, <laughs> but, you know, just to say, just to keep you guys aware, you can actually add those scripts into, uh, you know, to, to pre-scripts that run before you actually run the PowerShell deployment uh, toolkit. Oh, so. okay. All right. So see, you know what? I, I shouldn't have said trombone there. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think the important thing to remember is the, the idea that when you use the, the toolkit, it saves you time. It saves you a lot of time and speeds things up quite a bit. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let the, so let's take it from the beginning then. Um, it sounds good. You know, um, I'm interested. I want to know more. I want to put it to use. What, what do I do? better be interested this is the, the the future this is the way things are going so first <laughs> thing you're probably going to do is you're going to go to gallerytechnet.microsoft.com mm -hmm. and you're going to find the powershell deployment toolkit link i, I, I will post it on our site with the actual um recording so you can have access to it the latest version that's available right now is 2.64 uh 2611 and rob willis is kind of owning it at this point he's done two sessions of tech yet one in 2013 and one in 2014 that goes into detail of how the tools work. Okay. Um, right. Now, this runs on PowerShell, yeah? It runs on PowerShell. What version does it require? Does it have a specific it, it PowerShell has, 4? Or? Yeah, so it, this, there's no prerequisite that says it has to be PowerShell 4, but, you know, um, I think, you know, if you want the best performance, if you want to make sure there's no issues, make sure you're running the latest version of PowerShell, okay. and you have 2012 R2 as part of your environment. Got it. Right? Um, and, and that doesn't mean it won't work in older in the older versions. Okay, so from... If I, I download PowerShell Toolkit, the first thing I need is a, uh, a Windows Server 2012 or R2 with Hyper-V. That's my yeah, base. Yeah, I mean, that's a given. So there's, there's a number of prerequisites, and I'll just kind of go through them high level really All quick. Right. Because okay. um, you, you typically place it in a specific folder, like C colon slash PDT, and you drop all the files. So some of the files you need is, uh, is the variable.xml. It's basically what the one that you actually put information about all your servers. If you want three SCOM servers, three management servers, you add that in there and you specify it. If you want it to be uh, load, you know, not load balanced, but, um, you know, add it as a failover cluster or a cluster where you can actually add that in the script. If you want 20 servers instead of 15 servers, you add that in the variable file. If you want to use four, you know, four gigs of memory uh, um, and uh, CPU, um, you can actually specify all those details. All right. So I'm trying to <clears throat> trying to envision this. Is this a script that I edit before I kick this thing off? Do I have to know scripting? Um, yes, but it's 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 a very simple script. It's not even a, a script. It's an XML file oh. that if you edit it, what you get, what you end up with is just information that will be pulled into the base script. So the base script, so uh, uh, installer and VM creator, you don't edit those. Those are those are the ones that are standard across all the VMs, all the PDT installations. All right, so the PDT script itself, the PDT installer uses this variable.xml file? You got it. Okay, so got this is it. like the old school, drop some info in an INF and away it goes. Yep, okay. you got it. Just XML. And it, and it, it's actually easier than it looks. It's an XML file. It knows how to, you know, add the variables into memory, and then it pulls from it. Okay. You're gonna, you specify the usernames, the passwords, the the, the product keys, uh, the installation accounts, everything you would typically do if you're gonna click through it. And once you put in this variable.xml file, the VM creator and the installer basically take it and run with it. So drop the mic. That's it. I'm out of here. 
Yeah, that's that's it. That's what we do with our customers. We just you know we 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 download PET and we you know drop it on a desktop. We grab our mics, drop it on the ground, and walk out. <laughs> Boom. So this is time. So this is great because it takes away your valuable time as a consultant or as an IT person or whatever. It lets that run, and then you can start working on design and um, you know get the business requirements and all those other things instead of spending weeks you know spinning you it up it. and updating and all that. Yeah, and and you know don't be fooled. This it does take time because a lot of customers want different things. They want number of servers, and but if it's a proof of concept and it's a fixed sort of proof of concept, it typically is the same thing with the number of servers that you need. So key things to remember is, as you're starting down that process is to make sure you you have you have the resources that you need. In other words, if you need if you if you're building it on two Hyper-V hosts and those hosts need to be clustered. Um, uh, make sure make sure that they're ready to go, so that when you build the VMs, you can fail fail them over, um, and use uh, SCVMM to manage them. Little things like that are important. Um, knowing how much memory allocation, CPU allocation you're going to be able to use, knowing you know where your storage is coming from are also key aspects. And the only reason I mention them is that you may specify the storage requirements in there, but it's not the script isn't dependent on it other than the fact that if you don't have the right amount, you will go down. Okay. Going down. Going down. Dang. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now I've run my script. What what I mean, is that it? I'm done. Game over, PDT done. No, no. I mean, so just high level. All right. Here's a question. Here's a question. Before we jump into that, I'm I'm curious. So I get halfway down. PDT is running. I'm halfway through. Um, you know, PDT putting all my stuff together. It bombs for some reason. Whatever. You know, I didn't have something configured right or whatever. Um, now I got to start all over. Right. Got to wipe out what I did and start again. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the beauty of a PDT, the beauty of how it works, it, it, it has what we consider to be its own form of error handling. It picks up from where you left off. If you have a script... No. Yeah, absolutely. So if you run the script and it goes through half of it and it realizes that you haven't created the um, the service manager account or the operations manager account, it's not an Active Directory, which sometimes you can pre-create it or, it's, or sometimes you can have it created by the script. If it's not there and it needs it to move forward, it's going to bomb. It's going to tell you, hey, go in there and create your service manager account because I can't move forward until you do that. Okay, so where does it tell you that? Does it pop out into log files? Is there a screen pop? How so does it during, exactly. So during the actual install process, the only time you'll see that is in that screen because it knows that you're actively watching it to um, validate what you're going to run in the next five minutes. Oh, right? okay. So you do have to so There's no. there's no log file you can go back through. Uh, no, not initially. It, the screen stays there until you actually do something with it. It's it's almost sort of forcing you to look at it until you're done. So how long do you have to look at that screen? Until you, until you fix the problem. <laughs> then you can end it. No, it's, no, it, no. I mean, so when we kick it off, <clears throat> how long do I have to watch the screen to make sure that it's okay for me to walk away? Well, it depends on the issue that happens. I mean, if you've run it 5, 6, 7, 10, 15, 20 times, you already know where your problems are going to be, right? But once you get it going, you don't need to sit and watch it. You just basically run it and you walk away and then you come back and check to see if it's completed. All right. So it just has, like any other scripting process, there's some definite upfront work to make sure that you you know enter your variables right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, Enter your groups right. Enter you have the right storage. You, you've got your again. It also it can use differencing disks. It can use 
you know, dynamic disk, you know, can use just a basic disk that copies over. All those options are available. Okay. You know, I kind of see this in a, um, well, a lot of different ways to be leveraged. But one thing that I think is really cool is you could really use this in like a, a DR scenario or a failure scenario. You know, if you're in a situation where you have a, um, a physical machine that's a, that's a Hyper-V host and it bombs, you know, you could really use a PDT to spin up a new piece of physical hardware pretty quickly. Yeah, you could. But, I mean, the thing we also have to remember is VMM is, is built in to oh, do that, right? right, right, so right. Yeah, okay. You, you, you have your templates. They're going to spin them up as needed when they're needed. Um, if you have something to go down, you have DPM, the System Center uh, Data Protection Manager. If, for some reason, you have an issue with one of your VMs, you can bring it back. you got Hyper-V Replica and Live Migration. All those solutions are there to give you that um, that redundancy in your data center. So PDT then sort of takes on that role of making sure you get that up, okay. right? Making sure you have all those systems available, but you're still going to have to go in there and tune SCOM. You're still going to have to go in there and um, integrate SCOM with SCVMM. You know, you, <laughs> you're still going to have to go in there and set make sure orchestrator can automate the process of dealing with something like low disk space util, you know usage yeah, yeah. Um, all those things are going to have to you be make done. the tweaks Just, yeah yeah so now, but this all, all right so let me ask you a question if i let's say that i um i'm perfecting my pdt script right i run it a few times can i actually automate some of those individual steps that you just mentioned the tuning and whatever else can i automate those and include them within pdt it's powershell right so could i tweak yep. my script yeah, so PDT gives you ability to add additional scripts per server. Um, so let's say you put the folder in CPDT. Under the PDT folder, you can create folder names based on the server names that you're going to create. Oh. And in that, for the server name, so let's say my server name is New York uh, SC01, I can have a folder called nysc01.ps1, and in that file, I can specify you know, extra files, extra things that I want to run for that specific server. Cool. That's your customization. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So once it's up and running, you can say, kick off this PowerShell script and complete this other thing that needs to be done. Um, a good example is if you're installing SQL first, most of the system center boxes require some level of SQL. It'll finish the SQL, it'll install SCOM or whatever, and then if you wanted to start you know, dealing importing management packs, you can have another script right in there that says import all these management packs. That way it stays ahead of the, the curve. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, what else? I, what else do we need to know about PDT? Uh, the PDT also works in two scenarios. You can have it, if you have a pre-existing domain, for example, you can take advantage of PDT and just build the additional VMs in your proof of concept lab. Um, and it's, again, this is all controlled by the variable. If you don't have a pre-existing domain, you can actually have that, the, the, the domain controller built into your private, in your, in your, in your proof of concept lab or your personal lab and have that be the host server that kicks off all the other server builds in your you know VM environment okay and the other thing to keep in mind is you can go you can have anywhere from eight servers no sorry one server eight servers to 24 to 40 servers all depends on what you put in the variables all depends on how many servers you need and all, all depends on how much how many resources you have awesome yeah so again to me that is a slight difference from what I see with hydration hydration's great um, and it does what it needs to do, but the fact that I 
can stop and start wherever I need to, that's awesome. I could be wrong. <laughs> no, okay. No, that sounds good. I see the value. All right, cool. Well, we've covered PDT. And I feel pretty pretty confident. Um, you know, this is something I played with a little bit, but I I did, like I said, I did see, I did struggle to sort of see that value over hydration. But I, I definitely have a, a clear picture in my mind of of why I would want to check out PDT further. Well, and and to be honest, most people, and this is you know to this to the uh, listeners, I, I'm gonna say. Give PowerShell a chance. I think the the thing that prevents people from actually jumping in there is, oh, I got to do more scripts. And there's so much stuff I have to learn. I don't know how the variables work. Blah blah blah. All uh, we are saying is <laughs> give PowerShell a chance. Exactly. <laughs> Get in there and you know play around with it. Yeah. See what it does. It's powerful. You know, especially that with remote management of servers, WinRM, Quick Config, being able to, you know, manage servers remotely, that's a big plus. All right. You know, right. and then copying files back and forth from the host VM to the, you know, to the guest VM, that's also great. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to talk about uh, some show logistics for a minute. So uh, we announced on our Facebook page and on the blog that uh, I am actually moving. I'm taking a new role with our corporate um, oh. Yeah, yeah, moving to Seattle from London. Uh, so there's going to be a period here where you and I uh, might disappear off the uh, off the podcast delivery for a little bit. So what we've I'm done? Well, that's true, but uh, I mean we're not going to disappear. But you know, our, some half the podcast gear is going to be packed in a you know shipping container somewhere coming across the Atlantic. However, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to produce our very next episode in advance. So that way we don't have any lapse as far as, uh, you know, leaving you guys hanging more than every other week or at least like we promised to do. So we've already decided, I think, that the next uh, podcast episode we're going to talk about is the Enterprise Mobility Suite, right? Boom. Boom. Yes. It's the really cool thing that you guys need to hear about. All right. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's talk about anything else. Is there is there anything we need? Um, uh, well, you know, I don't think I even have talked about on here that I completely redesigned the website. You know, yeah, yeah. Got a new I'm, logo and everything. Yeah, really yeah. Cool. While I'm really good at at uh, you know System Center and Windows and imaging and all that, I am a crappy designer, <laughs> as shown by the uh, the old site. So we spent a lot hours and hours of of time and energy. No, you're not a crappy designer. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come appreci on. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do good. You're good. You're good at design. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I try, I'm trying, but it's terrible. I know. So anyway, we, we found this awesome website that I've been using called Fiverr.com, www.fiverr.com. And actually, they provided some really good information. Also, I, I participate in, and you participate sometimes with some of these other podcast groups. Um, in fact, I'm going to a, uh, next Saturday, I'm going to be going Saturday, the, um, Hmm, what is Saturday the 16th? I think it is, uh, here in the UK, I'm going to be going to the UK podcasters conference. And so I got a lot of good information about how to, uh, redesign the site. 
And what I really, really need um, is to hear feedback about the site in particular. We do get feedback about the podcast, which is awesome. But I would love to hear some feedback about the site. And if it's meeting your needs, if there's things that are missing, you would like to have, you know, the ability to do this or that. Um, I really want the listeners to chime in and, and kind of give their feedback. Also, what do they think about the new logo? Brand new logo we had designed from our, our friends at Fiverr.com. Got a new logo up there and hope you guys like it. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's what I really wanted to say is just, you know, um, asking for feedback again. Alfred, you got anything you want to add before we uh, wrap it up? No, I mean, the feedback is cool, and I'm, I'm I'm just glad we got to share the PDT with you guys, and I hope you guys start kind of playing with it and check our website and see what we do. And then just also want to mention that we will be looking to put out some video podcasts for you all so that you can start seeing what we're talking about so it's not just an idea in your head. Yeah, you know, uh, again, from a <laughs> from a technical perspective, you know, you and I are, are consultants and we focus on delivering Microsoft technology. What we are learning as we go to do this podcast and provide this information is how to be better podcasters, right? So Alfred and I have been working hard to figure out the best way to produce video podcasts so we can put those on a video podcast feed as well as our YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. So please be on the lookout for that. All right. Well, another amazing episode uh, of the Device Pros wrapping up. Alfred? Hey, um, thanks for showing up, and uh, we hope to see you on the next session. All right. Sounds good. Another episode uh, under... Um, and to everyone, just say bye to Frank. Bye, Frank. Yeah. See you on the other side. And And I have one thing to say to the UK. Cheers. <laughs> I'm on my way, baby. Seattle, here I come. Oh, boy. All those guys are going to be looking for you. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. That wraps up another amazing episode of The Device Pros. We appreciate you tuning in and participating. We'll be back in two weeks with another incredible episode helping the technology community one podcast at a time. We want to hear from you, our loyal members, so... Please reach out on our website, thedevicepros.com, or The Device Pros on Twitter and Facebook. For now, be good to your technology, and remember, the NSA is watching. See ya! While we work at Microsoft, this podcast is independent of Microsoft and implies no warranty or guarantee of the products or services. We will not be sharing anything confidential, and we do not represent the opinion of Microsoft in any way. We are just two passionate guys that love what we do implementing Microsoft devices and services.